The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the U.S. and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Welcome, everybody. It's Mark Kelly, Chief Customer Officer and co-founder of Aldis to the Aldis ServiceNow podcast series. I'm very, very happy to welcome Herb Thompson. Herb is a senior project manager looking after the veteran programs at ServiceNow. Herb, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Good morning, Mark. Good afternoon. Whatever time it is, wherever everyone's listening, I'm happy to have this conversation. Looking forward to it. Herb, before we jump into your role, It'd be amazing just to share your background and how you came into the world of ServiceNow, because there's a lot of interest in folks in ServiceNow ecosystem. Your background is definitely unique. Yeah, I'll go back to, I joined the U.S. military, the Army at an early age of 17, straight out of high school, served 20 plus years. I was the Army's drill sergeant of the year, 15 years ago, long before this hair was all here. And then when Special Forces finished out my second half of my career, Special Forces, otherwise known as the Green Berets, and they said, hey, it's time for me to hang it up. What's going to be my next career? What's going to be my next life? And I didn't really know. So I, I had a goal of, hey, let me attend an elite university. I ended up doing my MBA through Cornell University, working at Accenture as a do management consulting. And then I found the opportunity to come here to service now and hopped all over it because I felt like this role specifically, but also the company. It was a match made in heaven. Tell us a little bit about your role in ServiceNow. What does that encompass? So in the U.S., we have a skill bridge program. So with our Department of Defense, people in their last you know, six months of service can go do internships, essentially on-the-job training with a company or a training program like we do here at ServiceNow. Here at ServiceNow, we run cohorts, so we bring in 50, 60 transitioning service members, including a few that have been out for a while or military spouses, we allow them to join. It comes through a, really a boot camp, but it's more than a boot camp. It's 16 weeks of intense service now learning to upskill them so they can then have their next career out in the service now ecosystem. Before actually we go further into that, I think it's actually pretty really helpful to share what you did because you created your own book chartering your story about making that transition from the military into the world of corporates and what that journey was like, but then also offering tips and advice to others to help them on that journey. And I think it's just a fantastic example of how you're applying those learns to help people. I had failed ninth grade English class in high school, so I had never really thought I was going to write a book. However, I just realized I was helping so many. I was talking with others, helping them share, sharing my insights, what I was learning from transition to, uh, I was coming home from the spine surgeon and a veteran had hit me up and then we talked and I was like, wow, I need to help more. Cause we had talked for like a whole hour. I got home and I sat down and mission mindset, I started typing and about 48 hours later, I had 75 pages of a book done and then said, Hey, let me finish this out. Let me get it now. Hey, how do we publish a book? Because I have never done that. So I had to go figure that out. And really, it was my way of helping others at scale because I just can have as many conversations, but I could put it in a book and it's very unique. The transition from the military is very unique. Everyone's a little bit different, but it's not just a new job. 
it's usually in most cases a change in a way of life because it's a 24 seven thing. Like for me, I didn't have hobbies when I was in the military. Everything was either was focused on work, preparing to whether I was working out, exercising, doing study, learning, or I was with my family, there was no hobbies and stuff. So it was all encompassing. And then it gave me a purpose. It gave me a team. It gave me an identity. I knew who I was. And then when we leave the military, all that kind of goes away for most people. And, and it'll hit everyone at different stages. So that my book was a way to like, how can I help my brothers and sisters? How can I help share what I've learned? And not to say I know everything is just, hey, here's a way to get started. Here's a little small book that you can put in your pocket and take out, write notes in, et cetera, or, you know, read it on your Kindle. So that was my approach to it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I love that. What a really good foundation to, to start your world and your journey. So tell us a little bit about the programs that you run in general. And we, we're going to kind of focus a little bit more on the Skillbridge program and a service that I was offering it. And how do people get involved in this? So I'll give you, I'll give you more five questions on it once. I'll let, you, I'll let you work through that sequence. Yeah, there, there's multiple opportunities to get involved. We have global programs. So let's start there. We have, I'll just focus on our next gen team. That's the team I'm a part of. We are focused on serving under supported, under served communities, whether that is, you know, a community of color, refugees, veterans, different programs. So we have programs in Europe. We have programs in Asia, down in Australia, and then programs here in the U.S. Uh, we have the one that we spoke about, Skillbridge, that focuses on U.S. service members transitioning them into tech careers on the service style ecosystem. We have similar programs in Europe, in the U.S., and in uh, Australia for, for non-veterans. So maybe it's a lot of refugees that could join. Truthfully, anyone who you know has a hard time breaking into tech based on their background or career, we can support. So we've launched a hybrid program to 10-week hybrid program that people can do in the evenings and on their own free time. So I, they attend a couple instructor-led courses during the evenings, Monday and Wednesday, and then the rest of the time it's on their own to do some on-demand training. But our Intent is to grow the ecosystem and to provide a pathway and break down barriers for people who traditionally don't break into tech. And you know, you kind of mentioned that kind of after hours and setting those kind of modules to work through. How important was it to make it accessible on demand and work around people's schedule? Very important for us to recognize that, Mark, because we did do in-house programs. So like our skill bridge is still in-house, That's, but those people are still, in most cases, getting paid by United States military, so they they don't have as many life challenges of, hey, how am I going to put food on the table today? How am I going to take care of my family where our other programs were doing the same model of in-house, but people can't afford to take off 10 weeks just to learn while they're not getting paid. So for us, it's really a shift to reach more people that we want to serve and to get higher quality candidates in the program. Because, uh, hey, if you're working out there as a teacher or in the professional services and you're like, hey, I just want something different, kind of like I did. I, I took my college classes in the evenings and at night. Hey, I could do this service now thing for 10 weeks. I will continue learning more service now because I'll have access to non-learning. I'll continue down a career journey. And then after a period of time with some other career skills thrown in, I'll be able to get a job in the ecosystem and really shift careers. And it does take that commitment and focus because as you said, like life happens, there's so many different distractions. So you really need to be in that mindset to say, I'm going to commit to this. So I'm going to make that decision. Decision comes from the 
from Latin to cuss. So you're actually making that decision, go, I'm going to commit to this. But then once you do it, what are the opportunities? I always look at what are you willing to sacrifice and what are your motivations? Because that's how you'll get to your sacrifice. And it could be a micro level of, am I paying attention to class right now? Because, hey, let's be real, it's all virtual. Or am I have Netflix on over here and I'm watching Netflix? I'm learning because I'm not fully engaged at that point. I'm not probably fully soaking in the learning to a macro level of, hey, am I willing to do this sacrifice and maybe get a little bit less sleep? Or would I maybe, unfortunately, sorry, I have to tell my kid I can't play with them right now. I'll play, you know, in a half hour or something. And people, you you mentioned about me writing the book. I was, I wrote the book. I was going to Cornell at nights and weekends for my MBA. And I was working full-time at Accenture doing a management consulting. And people are like, how'd you do that? I was like, I made time. I just had to make time and prioritize my schedule. But yeah, it comes of how much do you want it? And the reward is, hey, here's a rewarding long-term career in the ServiceNow ecosystem. Yes, it can pay well, but the security that, hey, this is not just another job. It's a career I can be in the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years in the ServiceNow ecosystem. The risk is minimal. The reward is great when it comes to the programs. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. And when we talk about veterans, which we know are going to be fantastic problem solvers, resilience, these are the foundations that are going to come from the military. But there also is that imposter syndrome that we all experience, not just in this situation. Everybody I know interviewed well over 450 people in the world of artificial intelligence and digital transformation. And they all know that there's some element that they're a little bit vulnerable on or whatever it might be. How do you help them through that imposter syndrome to make that leap? Because it's something pretty profound that you guys take very seriously to, to overcome. That's a common problem, right? Just yesterday, my, my buddy starting a new role has, a, and he's pretty senior and pretty, pretty well known and experienced in the ecosystem, and imposter syndrome, right? So it happens to all of us, just belief in reality. What are your actual skill sets? We can always get in our own head, but say, hey, look, this is how I've been successful before. Am I, am I doing some of the th- same things while I'm adapting to it? But I can look in the back and go, I was successful or, hey, a lot of people that come into our programs have doubt, the imposter syndrome, and then like, hey, you're in week 10 and you're still surviving, right? You're not only surviving, you're thriving. There's no imposter syndrome. It is, you know what you're talking about. You know your material. You know your skill sets. Sometimes it's just we have to believe in ourselves. And really, that's that's part of what we do in the program is get people to believe in themselves, that they can do it. And then just show them through their actual actions. It's minimally on us through their actions of actually learning and applying. They're proven to themselves that they can do this. So sometimes we just need to remind people that, hey, what's real versus kind of what's in our own heads. You think of successes, and I know there's a wealth of successes, but is there any successes stand out to you that, that are generated from the program that you'd like to share? That is the awesomeness of my job, is it? There's lots of successes, right? It's well earned by the participants. And I get messages of, you know, hey, I was a mechanic 
working on airplanes, war on vehicles, tanks. Six months ago, I didn't know about ServiceNow. Now I have a whole new career working in the ServiceNow ecosystem, and I'm loving it. I get messages back from someone who, you know, no IT, no kind of tech background, shifted out of the military after about 10 years. And then now they're like, hey, now I'm a technical consultant. And I love this. Thank you for allowing this to happen. I'm like, hey, I didn't do anything. You all did the hard work. It's, we just enabled you, give you the kind of the arena to work and hone your skills to then go out into the ecosystem. So there's countless stories. Some of my favorite ones are probably when couples, because when one person commits to the program from a family, that's pretty awesome. When both a husband and wife commit, that is, hey, the family's all in. So there's one, the end fingers. Jeremy came to the program, Navy veteran. He got hired as a senior platform architect of ServiceNow because he worked as, you know, what off to learn ServiceNow and to network and talk with people. But his wife with a non-IT tech background got hired as a developer at one of our partners out in the ecosystem. So that to me is one of my favorite stories. It's just both the husband and wife came through. They helped each other get through it, but then both are successful. One here served down, one out at a partner in the ecosystem. Yeah, that's a fantastic example. And all the statistics show that if you've got your partners both on the same path, every other decision is going to be a lot more straightforward within that. Now, final question, Herb, what advice would you share to people who are on the fence about making this transition in, but don't quite, haven't quite taken action yet? I always say it's got, it's not a mantra. It's how I live my life is own your journey. Um, do you want something given to you or do you want to come earn something? there's a great opportunity to come in here and learn. You're given the freedom to learn, the freedom to grow, but also get connected into a community who cares. The ServiceNow ecosystem across our partners and our company, very collaborative, very supportive. If you reach out and you want help and you're working hard, people will help you. So do you want to be a part of that community for your future career? And you can do it. You can believe in yourself. We have people that were administration Flew airplanes, bartenders, teachers. We have all kinds of people who are able to make the shift over here. So you can do it. If you're willing to work hard and willing to learn and grow, you can do it. I always just tell people to own their journey. It's on that. They have to do it, but we're going to give them the platform to be able to do it. That's great advice. Herb Thompson, Senior Project Manager, looking after the Veterans Program at ServiceNow. Thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it, Mark. Always a pleasure. Happy to hop on anytime and chat with you.